Shiny happy people <laughs> laughing. <laughs> Meet me in the crowd. People, people, throw your love around. Phrasing. Love me, love me. Take it into town. Happy, happy. Put it in the ground where the flowers grow. Jesus, I never ah, thought I'd, I could like this song any less. Gold silver shine. <laughs> shiny happy people holding. Shiny happy people holding hands. Shiny happy <laughs> people laughing. Please stop. <laughs> Just because you were being a smart ass, <laughs> everyone around. Oh God! Love them, love them. Put it in your hands. Take it, take it. There's no time to cry, dear listeners. Happy, I apologize. Happy for this. Put it in your heart where tomorrow shines. And, and to ah, anybody who now needs to have audio shine. ear canal surgery, please address your uh, complaints to. What's the name of this podcast again? This is Invert the Y. <laughs> Captain's log start at log 12.1.5.9 in the USS Invert the Y is orbiting another planet of Richardum and bullshit. And today, the shiniest, happiest person I know <laughs> is back. And I'm so happy Super Simon's back. Look at the crowd. Thank it's you. fucking roaring. It's good to be back, my friend. It is ben, a good. It all. It is always a good day. It is been to be here with you. It is. We don't have Jason relaxation. The suppressive where is person. That? That, Fuck. He's a suppressive personality. I know, but where is he? You know what? I should have sang the song. Turning Japanese. I'm turning <laughs> Japanese. Yeah, I think so. I'm turning Japanese. I'm turning Japanese. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's always been a bit of a Japanophile, your brother, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's been he's a massive fan of Japan. He's big into his tentacle porn, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, 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 that's right. He's into his uh, manga weird shit. Senpai, porn. no. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. No, he's uh he's currently OS and uh well, I don't know when he'll be back, to be perfectly oh, honest. Geez. He's made he's made his intentions very clear, Super Simon. <laughs> I don't think he's coming back. I don't think he is. He's leaving you to no, your own devices. I think he is, because he's basically said, Oh well, you're set up now, you don't need me anymore. Spread your wings and fly, shiny happy people. <laughs> okay. Good tie-in. That's what I'm thinking. I'm terrible. Very... Also terrible. Don't ever sing that song again. It's a horrible song. But actually not from a bad album because... Um, I there think was I, other stuff on the album that wasn't uh, bad. Losing My Religion was on that album from yeah. R.E.M. Back in 1991 that came out. So I have I have some, I have have some little kids and um, on Sesame Street, which is one of the most regularly watched programs in my house at the moment, uh, they did a version of Shiny Happy People oh God. with the Muppets, <laughs> uh, like with mo- like yeah. Shiny Happy Monsters and yeah. it's like... All about emotion. So it's like shiny, happy, shiny, happy monsters, um, shiny, sad monsters, and all this. Shit. And it's like, it's actually them. It's REM. They're doing the song with Muppets. I'm like, fuck. What? Sesame Street. They can get literally any celebrity they want. Mate, they must have paid Michael Stipe and all the rest of it so much money. This is the thing. I did some, I looked into it what? to think how much would they have had to pay them? And they said that. Because of um, Screen Actors Guild regulations, yeah. they can't be paid nothing right. for their for their uh, being on the show. Mm-hmm. But because it's run by PBS and it's run and it's Sesame Street and it's a pretty much universally ding, 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 loved, ding, yeah, universally loved program, 
that they donate whatever they get paid back so that the money stays within the the program so they can keep making the show. What? Which I thought was really fucking yeah. nice. Yeah. That's but insane. Yeah. So when you see some ma- if you're ever if you're ever in the fortunate position to be watching Sesame Street and you see some random fucking celebrity show up, they're donating their time. Is Mr. Snuffleupagus still there? He still is. And Bert and Ernie don't hang out anymore, do they? Bert and Ernie is still there. They but, but they do are. They, but they not. They're not in the same house, though, are they? they no, no. They're still no. they're still together. They're the thing that always fucked me up about this is that everyone's like, "Oh, Bert and Ernie, gay icons." Like, no, they're Muppets. They have nothing from the waist down. So they literally, there's nothing they can do. <laughs> That's not a joke. That's a fucking fact. From the waist down, it's some other person's yeah, arm. <laughs> but some people like that shit. Yeah. That's hey, right. look, you know. That's <laughs> the modern world. Everyone man. does whatever Everyone everybody does. does. whatever they want to do these days. <laughs> Who knows what the fuck goes on. So topic of the show, Super Simon. So. You we, are a big Batman fan, which is a, I didn't know this, to be honest. And you were telling me. As we were, like through the week, I'm, I was sort of saying to you, you know, what do you want to talk about on the podcast? You were saying, well, did you know it was the 80th anniversary of Batman? That's but right. earlier in the year, you said March now. So um, they were starting promotions in March, but it's actually, I think, around July. So after uh, my the start of my hiatus from the show. Oh, hiatus, <laughs> yeah, it was a big one. Uh, it was the Batman. It was originally when I was planning on coming back and having this, yep. this chat with you guys was to talk about... Batman and yep. the 80th the 80th anniversary of one of the the, the greatest detective of all time, uh, being a huge Batman fan and knowing a bit about the lore and and also one of my all time favorite games because my shtick when I come on here is to talk pop culture and, and video games. Yeah, you're mainly the game guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, which some people go, I'm not. Some people are like, oh fuck that guy. Fuck oh, that guy. Well, you man, know what like, I say to you? Fuck you. Yeah, listeners. Exactly right. You tell them Super Simon. You, <laughs> you know what? Listen. Don't you, fucking listen. That's right. What are you gonna do <laughs> when the Super Simon freight trains roll over you? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, if anybody is interested, I am talking about Batman. If you're not interested, great. See you, you next week. You know what? <laughs> the two people that are listening to this, if you don't like Batman, you know what you can do. Yep. You can leave. <laughs> <laughs> Unsubscribe. I don't give a shit. No, so we wanted to talk about Batman, who, by the way, is my favourite superhero character. And you know why? Why? Because, correct me if I'm wrong, I probably am wrong, actually. Apart from Catwoman, he's the only superhero that I can think of off the top of my head that didn't have a superpower. But he was a badass. So, so he, was, he had all gadgets and stuff, yeah. but he wasn't like... He wasn't like Superman. So, you know the, what I mean? The whole pantheon of DC characters, the majority of the characters, with the exception of, say, Batman or Green Arrow, they're all gods. Yep. Superman is a god. He's basically an unkillable, with the exception of Kryptonite. Uh, Wonder Woman, basically a god. Uh, Green Lantern, godlike powers. Like, they're all absolutely insanely powerful. Batman is the grounding source with the exception of people say, oh, Batman is like Tony Stark. His superpower is money. And that's not incorrect, but you think about it that Batman is, uh, he's a detective. So he's incredibly intelligent. He's the he's world's greatest a, detective. Exactly. Really, like. He studied criminology. He knows how to find clues. He look. He knows what to look for. Plus he's a master at hand-to-hand combat, pretty much every any type of hand-to-hand combat you can do. And then also the ability to mix those martial arts. He's an acrobat. He's a genius. He can build things. He's a computer genius. He can hack into pretty much anything. So 
for him to for, to say that Batman doesn't have any superpowers, technically, yes, he doesn't have any superpowers. But he's probably one of the few people in comic book history that is utilizing so much more of their brain capacity to do all of these superhuman things. Normal people can't, like you have to stand, you think about to become the kind of acrobat that Batman is, that would take you a minimum of 10 years mm. to learn how to do that. So in the, or in the formative years of him developing as the Dark Knight, he's learning martial arts, acrobat, criminology, uh, computer science, all of these things at the same time. Now, normal people, a normal person can't do that. Therefore, Batman definitely has a super ability, whether it's a, like a hyper ability to learn or to master things incredibly quickly. That could very well be it. At some point in the future, they, they make this massive revelation that Batman does have a superpower, that he is, he is superhuman. Because also, you think about it, Batman as Batman, he's a normal guy for all intents purposes. He's got, you know, above average strength, above average agility and intelligence, but he's just a normal-ish person. But you can't really think that way if you're if if you're putting him up in context with every single other member of the Justice League. Like and he has a contingency plan for every single one of them should they need to be taken down. Like the fact that Batman is that calculated in everything that's got to be a fucking superpower like simple as that yeah i get what you're saying the what i was trying to say you're right i don't disagree i look at it like the traditional like superman was like yeah these super, super strength super he can strength fly, yeah. he's got laser vision and, yeah. and x-ray vision he can he can blow cold air yeah. and then if you talk about all the <laughs> which Marvel, is also a weird fucking power he's like, he can just <sighs> breathe on you and you fucking freeze but all the like the Marvel Universe stuff, yeah. like all those characters pretty much have got superpowers in some way. Like Superpowers, the- yes, but not... So the thing that I've always loved Marvel over DC, with the exception of Batman, is that the Marvel characters are much more human. Yeah. So they'll have yeah. a power or they'll have two powers. Like Spider-Man's probably fairly op He's got super strength. He's got agility. He's also got like sticky spider powers and sensing and things. He's pretty close to being like OP as far as Spider-Man yeah, goes. <laughs> Um, you know, I was just getting a phone call. <laughs> Maid lady? No. What happens is I get these phone calls. Sorry, folks. I was getting this phone call. I could see it was a interstate number. Oh, scam call. It's a scam call. I should have answered it. <gasps> Put it live on air. Yeah. Uh, you know what? If they call back, we'll answer. We'll both yeah, talk to them. we'll answer it. Hey, if they call back. But How did you get this number? Yeah, we'll do it like a fake. Where's Bane? Yeah, but, 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 I'll, but I'll reverse go. You're live on Invert the Y. <laughs> Thanks for calling. Thanks for calling. What you want? It? Okay, you want to sell me electricity power bullshit? Okay, <laughs> let's talk about it. That's right. Who's the most powerful person save, you can think of? I want to save one cent of a kilowatt hour on my power. Thank you, you fuck. Woo! Right, and you get just see going. Sorry, Mr. Retro Dan. I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. No, the only thing you'll have to watch out for is they'll use your full name. Hello, is this Mr. So-and-so? Yeah, I know. That's why I cut it off. That's why I didn't answer it. That's the only fuck up with the phone being connected to the, the soundboard is the fact that if I do get a phone call... goes straight through. Yeah. Is it yeah. auto answer as well? Uh, no, it was... Luckily, it's not auto answer. It was just basically me cutting them off. Clear but up. I could see that it was... Uh, <laughs> If I see a particular state and yeah. a particular number, I know one hundred percent scam. It's a scam, <laughs> and I blo- I've blocked that. I've blocked so many different variants of that number on my phone, but they're so 
Uh, it's like a virus. It just spreads. Yeah. Like they just basically, okay, well, you block that number. Tomorrow we'll use this other number. Yeah. And then I say to them- It's like Hydra. Cut off one head. Yeah. Two more will grow in yeah. its place. And not only that, I'll say, you know, by law, you've got to take me off your register, but they never do. Yeah. They don't give a shit. They don't give a shit. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that's so cute. You think we're going to take you off the register? Yeah. Oh, oh it's so adorable. adorable. <laughs> <laughs> you're so adorable. You think you've got rights. Uh, you rights. little, you're so ignorant. God bless you. So uh, back to the, the point at hand. Um, Marvel characters have always been very grounded and very realistic and very human with their additional power or two. Um, with the exception of, say, like Thor or Hulk, they're mostly normal-ish kind of people with yeah. an enhanced ability. Like, like the X-Men. The X-Men's yeah. a great example of that, right? Yeah. There's it, like one, each of them has a power. Yeah. That power may be able to do multiple things, but when it comes to, you know, like Charles Xavier can't use his legs, but he's got a really good mind. Yeah. Uh, Cyclops can't see without wearing a visor, but he's got laser vision. What was Magneto's problem? He was normal, wasn't he? Magneto uh, he, was normal. So, or... As of sort of mid '80s, I think, and someone guaranteed will correct me in the comments. Uh, he was. We don't um, get any comments. No one listens to us, mate. Uh, I don't have to say all the fucks. He was a survivor of um, of Nazi well, Germany. That's right, World War Two. That's so, right. and and his that was his traumatic event to start him on the way to becoming a villain because of the things, the atrocities that he he'd encountered. So. His power of a magnetism was the ability to control his environment around anything to do with metal. And that meant that with that, he gained an ability of, of um, invulnerability because he could always put metal up to block projectiles or attacks. He could fly because he had met magnetic soles of his feet. Yeah. So he was always able to... There, it, was a singular power that gave him multiple powers. So, so Magneto would be shit at a Tupperware party. Yeah, because he'd, he'd be could, fucked because it's all it's all plastic. Because right, it was all plastic, so we. But if, if he was plastito, <laughs> plastito, <laughs> you imagine plastito? God, that person would rule the fucking world now. Oh man, plastito could manipulate plastics, mm -hmm. and not only that, they go to a Tupperware party and they just and they open everything, open everything up, and everyone's <laughs> like, "Oh fuck, <laughs> that's unreal." Remember the Tupperware parties are like the biggest thing. I I have a you feeling, might have missed out on the Tupperware. No, parties. so my folks definitely had Tupperware parties, and I remember yeah. them. And I I'm still not 100 percent convinced that it wasn't just some form of swinging. You know what, for that generation. Yeah, it's like oh and Tupperware a party. Bowl. Everybody puts their the keys, keys in the in little Tupperware container. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, and they've got the musical. Yeah, and they've got like no, but then they'll have like the wine and the cheese, and then they'll just go off. That's right, because seriously, yeah, but Tupperware parties were a big thing, man. This feels like a Ram Bruin. Uh, why the hell not? I just got to find the button. <laughs> Roll it, monkey. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> He's got one out I'm of me. I'm so excited. <laughs> I haven't had a ram in ages. It's like right. I'm actually grinning from That's the That's what she ear. said. You haven't hey. had a ram. Hey. <laughs> hey. Well done. That's it, I know. Yay to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a really lame, lame ram. But a I'm lame at, ram. But I'm doing it for the drunken monkey. Shout out to him because he'll laugh when he hears this. And he knows exactly what I'm about to say. One night I get a random phone call from the drunken monkey. He says, are you busy tonight? And I go, uh, not really. Why, man? It's a couple of years ago. And I go, he goes, oh, look, 
there's a whole bunch of women coming to my house for a Tupperware party and I need somebody to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it wasn't him trying to set you up no, with anybody. No, 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 no. And I actually said that. I go, oh, is there a, like a cute single chick that I can speak to or something like, like this? No. But guess what? I'd fucked up anyway. <laughs> so so he says he says, No, no, no. He goes, I just need this is purely for his just, own just entertainment. Need, he just I just need to balance this out. He goes, There's like forty women in my house. He goes, I just um, and he's got he's got two lovely daughters too, so it was like he's losing everywhere. <laughs> and I said to him, "All right, man, I'll come over. I've got nothing better to do." And he's and I've rocked over there, and there was I can't remember how many there were, but there were quite a few people at this Tupperware party, and they're all women. <laughs> and you I, must have been completely out of your element. What did you do? I did this. <laughs> so basically, I wa- I think I walked out there and I said. Uh, so, ladies, if you're looking for some Tupperware, how about this? I think it's fantastic. My mum bought this in the 70s or some bullshit. I made a complete twat of myself. <laughs> and the drug of monkeys, like, got me by the collar and pulled me back into the Sorry, laundry. everyone. We'll, Sorry, just, everyone. we'll, we'll leave we, you to it. We don't, know, we don't know who he is. <laughs> this, is, this is just a veteran that we're helping off the street. It's just, come on, come over here. Yeah. Let's get you some soup. But it was so intimidating because the person that was hosting the Tupperware party was really serious about it. Like, yeah. have you ever ever seen what they are? Like, they are yeah. serious, It's like a man. fucking Ponzi scheme, like a pyramid Dude, scheme. Dude, it's a cult. Yeah. They, they're like the cult of Tupperware, man. They <laughs> fucking, you don't mess with them, right? And so I'm like, oh, yeah, I love to seal up. So I was like being a dick going, I bought that last week. It's fabulous. <laughs> like, if you have you got grated cheese? The only way to store it is in this <laughs> container, right? And I'm walking around doing that shit. Drunken Monkey's like, Dude, cut it out, yeah, right? Just stop. And anyway, the, the head Tupperware honcho, she's like, uh, actually, we've got a product for that, but it's not what you're saying. And she's like really shitting on me. And it was the most- You I, know what, though? She dissed me so bad. The, 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 the Tupperware poo bar, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> the, grand, the, grand, the grand Tupperware the, wizard. The grand, <laughs> the grand Tupperware wizard. She was not happy with me. And right now, the drunken monkey's listening to us driving and he's like, that's not what happened, actually. Like he's fucking, <laughs> I invited you over to play games I, uh, and you got pulled into the Tupperware party. Yeah, I got, I got sucked into the vortex <laughs> of the Tupperware party. Do you know what, though? So my folks, they still have a lot of the Tupperware that they bought in like the early So does 90s. my mum. My mum's this got, stuff still fucking yeah, works. It, you can't kill it. Mate, you when, cannot kill it. You know what? When we are dead and the human yeah. race is finished. They will find and, Tupperware mate, with stuff in and it. And you know what's going to happen? Space cockroaches are going to visit the planet yeah. and they're going to go... <laughs> right? Which is code for... What <laughs> the Holy fu- shit, what, look at these containers. Yeah, what the fuck's this green shit? Oh, that's right. Got, and they're going to say, good to store my protein bars. Or something <laughs> like that. These space cockroaches. It's like, mate, why are you taking stuff yeah. off that dead planet? Oh, you know, so look my, at this container. It's still tacked. So my mum will make biscuits all the time, right? Yeah. Or slices. And no bullshit. She'll put it in the same 1972 Tupperware yeah. container. It's bright green, right? It is so 70s. It's, <laughs> unbel- it's more 70s than a fondue pot. You know what a fondue... You ever, ever I do. She's got a fondue pot that's so 70s. It's so retro. I love it. Right? So the, the the Tupperware that my folks have is clear with a maroon lid. Oh, beautiful. And it's it you can, it's sort of semi-opaque. You can still see into it, so you know what you got in there. And it's like they stored sugar and flour and, and biscuits and shit they've made. It's like this, this stuff should not still be around. No. Or it's leaked into the plastic and it's like going to kill us all. And you know what I love about or Tupperware? Or give us superpowers. 
They didn't give a fuck about being biodegradable. They did not care. They didn't care about the environment. And I go back to my point. In the eighties <laughs> and the nineties, or the seventies, no one gave a shit about no, it, man. Like they were even like, slightly. "Oh fuck, who cares?" Right? <laughs> you know what, Super Simon? We're not sponsored by Tupperware, but fuck, it should be. <laughs> if you're looking for a cheap solution for all your storage needs, why not try Tupperware? That's right, Tupperware can seal up anything, including a dead body. I'm sure it could. Tupperware, store your biscuits, snacks, impress your friends. That's right. Next time you have a barbecue, barbecue, pull out a Tupperware container. They'll be wowed by the fluoro green. It's so retro, do it makes still, me look hip. Do they still make Tupperware? Yes, they do. You I'm, can still buy it? You can't kill it. Fucking hell. You can't kill Tupperware. <laughs> it won't die. <laughs> and that's why we're not sponsored by Tupperware because <laughs> it's like the Terminator. It just keeps coming back. <laughs> you can't kill Tupperware. Tupperware. I'll be back. I'll be back. <laughs> We're not sponsored by Tupperware, but I wish we would, because then somebody would actually respect <laughs> us. <laughs> Tupperware, all your storage needs uh, from the 70s. That was a great ad for Tupperware. I think so, and I didn't need Jason Relaxation <laughs> to help me with that button. Good work. <laughs> Go back to fucking, what are we up to, X-Men? So we're uh, we were on X Men, but we're we're segueing very gently to Batman. Batman, yes, because we want to talk about Batman, and you wanted to talk about Arkham Asylum. So there there has been a storied history of mediocre at best uh, comic book adapted video games. Yeah, uh, we all know that uh, Batman movies have always been great, and that the games that are associated with with movies are usually pretty shit. So I have some fun facts about Batman Arkham Asylum. Yeah, you know what, Super Simon? Just to hold you up there, I remember when Arkham Asylum was about to be released Mm -hmm. and I remember the GameSpots and the IGNs, all those sorts of publications were saying, please, 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 please let Batman have a decent video game. Everyone was terrified because it looked great. The promotional material looked awesome. The graphics looked amazing because there was really kicking the ass of the Unreal Engine. Yep. And everyone was terrified that this game was going to come out and it was going to be a giant steaming piece because of shit. Because every Batman game, I think, before that had been. There's, there's ne- there'd never really been a good... Wasn't there one on Super Nintendo? Yeah, so there was a Batman Returns uh, beat-em-up. On Super Nintendo? On Super NES, which wasn't bad. Yeah. Uh, but again, it was a beat-em-up. It was like not exactly well, well, let's exciting. Be, well, And ba- there was, yeah. I think there was also one for Batman the Animated Series, which wasn't bad as well. Yeah. But, but again, there's... You're coming off the back of the the GameCube era, the um, the Wii era. No, sorry, you were still in the Wii era. But you were coming off the back of like the N64 and everybody knows that dreadful Superman 64 game that was just one of... It's reviled as one Apparently of the worst games was, of all time. A lot time. of people say that is easily the worst N64 game that it's, was released for the system. It's one of the worst games of all time. Yeah, yeah. So there was this real stigma that there hadn't been so many great... Uh, superhero games. There were the Spider-Man games from that were based off the movies from I think on the original Xbox and PS2. Yep. Uh, but there'd never been a good Batman game for a very long time. There'd been semi kind of decent Spider-Man games. Yeah. Because on the PS2, 
there was a sort of kind of okay Spider-Man yeah. game. Nothing like what we've got now. Well, but the, the Spider-Man games were great because they had the full voice cast from the movie. So you yep. had Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. You had um, you had the whole game was narrated by Bruce Campbell, which oh, was fantastic. Awesome. He was like the yeah. narrator that spoke to Spider-Man, which was and again super funny. Uh, and then you also had um, uh, what's his name, Willem Dafoe as oh, the Green he's Goblin. Green Goblin. Yeah, so yeah. they had they'd done a really good job. Yeah. At tying the movie and the the game together, looks god awful by today's standards. Yeah, you look at it now and it's, it's shit yeah. because that's the difference of yeah. you know Hardware fifteen odd years yeah. of, of game development. But then you get to Batman. So this was in two thousand and nine. It was actually the catalyst for me buying my PlayStation three. Wow. Okay. So I I had a PS three. I had two games for it. I had Arkham Asylum, and I had Uncharted two. Both great games. Both phenomenal games. Yeah. And when the PS3 came out, the PS it was the first release of the Slim and Light. Oh, you mean the Slim PS3? Yes, PS3 yeah. Slim. Yeah, which is, I think, the best PS3 iteration yeah. because the original fat PS3. <laughs> the, the fucking, the engine. Well, there's actually <laughs> two variants of that. The original launch PS3 was yep. like ridiculous, like full backwards compatibility, had... SD card slots had all sorts of yeah. stuff, and then they and changed then they, it. they stripped some of that out, and they increased the hard drive size. They put it. That was the first five hundred gig hard drive. I, no, 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 no. It was only three hundred. No, no, it yes? was no, no. It was um the five fa- gig. It was five gig. No, no, no. Five two, gig. Two, 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 <laughs> two, 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 five, five, ten, ten, ten. Sold. No, the original fat PS3 was two variants. Was twenty gig or sixty gig. Ah, but the 60 okay, gig yeah. was like really, really, that was the 699. That was the super expensive one. Yeah. That was the 699 US one. Um, but then they, re- they that was the full backwards compatibility with PS2. Um, and it had SD card slots. It had all sorts of different things. And then they re- they kind of revised that a year or two later. Mm-hmm. And they st- it was still the same fat chassis. But it had a, I think it had an 80 gig hard drive. I okay. think, I'm, I'm pulling this out of my ass. And then they released the Slim model, which is arguably the most reliable um, and most, uh, I guess, liked PS3 variant. And the one I've got's a 160 gig. And then there was also a Super Slim model, a PS3 Super Slim. Yes, that came out just before the PS4. Correct, and it didn't even have an automatic uh, um, disc drive. You had it was a manual disc yeah. drive. You had to slide it. And then to push it in and put the Blu ray in manually. And I think that had 500 gigs. And that was like a big deal. 500 gigs was a big deal. And then when they released the PS4, it came as 500 gig when the PS4 came out. So the PS3 Slim that I got, which was the first variant, the first variant. Yep. um, Which is what I've got, actually. I was still using it. I'm still using it. I had the 120 gig model. Right. The motorized with the motorized slot. Yes, that's it. Um, and that had a 120, 160, or 250 gig, or 320 gig hard drive. I think I might actually have a 160 gig version. There you I go. I think. That was the yeah. that wonderful I'm I'm still using it, man. Yeah. Because you know, there's probably still games you Well, you play. know what? Here's the thing. I don't like streaming games. I know. But you're, for, you're all yeah, about yeah, the physical But you media. know what? I would actually take up PS Now. Only for one reason. I, I've got the choice of buying games if I like them, yeah. but I don't want to use my PS3 anymore because moving parts, yeah. 10 years old plus, the shit's going to break down very mm-hmm. soon. I know it is. I'm going to turn it on one day and it's not going to work. Yeah. So if I can avoid moving 
those mechanical parts by not using that PS3. Putting the discs in and out and things. And using PS Now and <laughs> streaming my games. I'd probably take PS Now on, to be honest, even though I'm, I don't like streaming. But yeah. I've got the internet bandwidth here to, to do it. So I I love that PS3 so much, I'd <laughs> sacrifice my own personal distaste of streaming. But I know if I like that game enough, I could go buy it on the eBay yeah. for 10 bucks. Yeah. And the other reality is you can get the remastered editions that they've released. And they hold up. They hold oh, up really the nicely. Oh, Arkham, the Arkham Asylum. So the return to Arkham City yeah. and return to Arkham, uh, Arkham Asylum. Now, now, Super Simon, Yes. do you know that currently on PSN they've got a super sale on that shit? They're like, I did not. Return to Arkham is ridiculously cheap right now. So I got mine last year when they, I think around this time last yeah, year, when but they now had the even super cheaper. sale. I got the two games, I got those two and Prey for 30 bucks. Which was pretty damn good. Yeah, I didn't. Lo- I didn't get into Prey. Did no, I didn't like it either. No. I, I'd read good reviews. I thought, oh, this is great. I think and you've I just, just got to be yeah, a certain should. type of person, and I didn't like Prey at all. I'd heard it was not dissimilar to Bioshock. Well, that's what people said, and but it didn't do it that. Was nothing like no, Bioshock. Not to me yet. <laughs> I mean, the enemies were boring. There were these you black what? spider blob things, and anyway, we're we're getting we're massively off track. Yeah, off we're off track. track. But, but but Return to Arkham, I've got that too. Yeah. And that gives you 60 frames a second, 1080p yeah. resolution. resolution. It looks unreal. And part of that, but the, the sad thing about that game is I kind of wished I never replayed it because it hasn't in some ways held up that well yeah. in terms of the control system. It's very It's also last super gen. slow. Shit, yeah. It's yeah. I, I, di- I didn't realize it playing it at the time, but coming back now and having a go at it, it's... And there are points where it's almost impossibly slow. Yeah, where you're you're talking to Oracle and you have to, and you've got your finger on your ear. You know what that is? You're just you're getting slow walked. That was the era or the beginning of the era of the slow walk. Yeah. So they what they do Gears is did it. Gears Batman did it. Batman did yep. it. Batman um, was notorious, but Gears was like as well the other one where somebody like in Gears it was Anya or yeah. Anya. She'd be talking, yeah. and Dom and all the others would be slow. You couldn't walk fast at all. Yeah. And they'd have their fingers in their ears going. What's going on, yeah. Anya? And then Batman did the same thing, but Arkham Asylum. But the, Arkham Asylum was a magical game. The game itself was revolutionary. Yeah. From a graphical perspective, from a story perspective, and this was one of the. So I've got a bunch of facts that I've been. Yeah, I, let's I've go. Let's research. go over the game because that's what you wanted to talk <coughs> about, wasn't it? You wanted to talk so about Arkham Asylum. The idea of today's topic being at Batman's 80th. 80th anniversary was to go over one of my all-time favorite games as Arkham Asylum. Yeah. So there are some fun facts that I've got, some interesting uh, side notes, and then also a bit about um, some of the development process. So when we come to... So originally, the this was going to be based on the Dark Knight movie. So what prompted the game was that it was going to be made by EA and Pandemic. Now... At the time, Pandemic would were amazing because they'd done uh, Battlefront, they'd done right. Mercenaries. They had a really good name for themselves. Uh, it fell apart. They're gone now, aren't they? They're well and truly Pandemic gone. Pandemic are well and truly gone, swallowed by the behemoth that is EA. Yeah. Uh, How many studios have EA killed? So countless. many. I oh, know. <laughs> many, many studios died to give EA their abilities. Um but this game was, as I said, originally developed uh, by IDOS. Now, IDOS hadn't really had a hit in ages. And when Batman Arkham, when they got picked up by WB and I think Rocksteady. Rocksteady um, did, did Arkham Asylum. They did all the Batman games. Yeah, Rocksteady. so EA 
sold, they'd set a really low bar and they'd sold it off to Eidos uh, and Rocksteady were the main developers. Now, the other cool fact... Yeah, Eidos took the publishing, didn't they? Yes. Yeah. So Eidos oh, published was with, w, was with WB, WB Games. WB Games, yeah. And then, um, and then developed by Rocksteady. Rocksteady, yeah. Now, when you're thinking about game development and the number of people that develop a game, you look at a Call of Duty, you look at uh, an Assassin's Creed, 500,000 people employed, right? Yep. Arkham Asylum was made with just 60 people. That's had one incredible. Of, had an incredibly small uh, development base. But one of the coolest things is that there was about 40 employees for um, Rocksteady, and by the time the game had finished, there were a grand total of 60 people had been involved in the process. And to this day, it still looks like one of the best-looking games of its era. You know what I love about that game? And I've gone back to this. I've <laughs> said this so many times now of recent times on, po- on this podcast is what I loved about that game was it was linear. Yes. And so... Yes. So, yes. so, so you, you basically, you go from section to section, it guides you gently mm. because it's got the markings on the floor. Remember, it's yeah. got the different arrows and it says, follow the yellow marking on the floor and there was a green and a red marking. Yeah. So you knew you could, you could go off somewhere else, but you wouldn't get anywhere. Yeah. And well, it's like a hospital because it was a hospital. Asylum. It was a hospital, right? So you're walking in a ruined, downtrodden hospital, yeah. a full, a full of maniacs, and the got the game would guide you to different sections of this of this um, area or this hospital, and you'd have different encounters or different set pieces, yeah. and then obviously bosses as well. Yeah, so and you had your you had your encounters with enemies. That were staggered throughout, yep. and they're just faceless goons. And also know. on top of that, each but it progressed. Mm. And I recently did a podcast with Cyberdunk. Shout out to him, where we talked about progression. Mm. And along the way, Batman's obviously getting upgrades. He's getting better gear. Like he's they, getting. They're sending the bat pods in that yeah, are like dropping stuff. Yeah. To so him. so all the cool, so cool. So all the all the gadgets we you know Batman for he has he gets them in the game, but he gets them over a period of time. Yeah. But then you also use Batman's uh, wonderful detective detective skills because then you go in detective mode and you see like uh, fractures or weaknesses in walls to blow blow the walls up up so you can actually get through different bits. And then on top of that, once you've got your head around all of that stuff and you're following this linear path, you actually come across things that made you want to go sidetracking, but you yeah. really couldn't get there because you found the, jo- uh, the Riddler's... Yeah, the Riddler the Riddler's tokens. Uh, tokens. Trophies. That, yeah, the trophies. And the Riddler were actually like, oh, well... And he's taunting you he's the taunting whole time. You, he's yeah. like, you think you're doing so well, Dark Knight. Yeah. But overall, Fucking the story's about... Correct me if I'm wrong, it's been ages since I've played it. It's, it's about Joker. It's about Joker, who was voiced absolutely beautifully by Mark Hamill. So this is one of my favourite things about this game is that they used... For the most part, the Batman animated series voice cast. So you had yep. Kevin Conroy as Batman, who is he's the definitively he's the best animated. Yeah, Batman. he does all the animated. Uh, see, I remember he does a lot. He doesn't do all of them, but he does do a lot. Well, he was the one the fans wanted yeah. in the game because I remember when the game was being developed and wasn't released yet. That um, IGN a lot of a lot of people have voiced Batman over the years. Yeah, but people were so happy that Kevin Conroy was doing yeah. it. But I must admit, I've got to be honest with you, I was a bit ignorant at the time in regards to um, Mark Hamill's voicing mm. abilities because I found out that Mark Hamill was doing the joke and I went, huh? Yeah. I didn't see that at all. And then I have to say, I can't think of anybody else that could do Mark, um, the Joker better than Mark Hamill. Yeah. You know? Like, when, it, when it comes to an animated voice, there are 
again, there are a bunch of people who've done it and there's some that have done it well, but no one captures that character better than Mark, than Mark motherfucking yeah. Hamill. He's, he's amazing. He is absolutely, he embodies that character and the way that it's designed in the game, like he's, he's really spindly and, and gangly and he's got this, in, it looks like he's got almost too many teeth. Yeah. He's really wide smile yeah. and he's just, he's just got that wonderful Batman scowl and it's yeah. so, it's so delightful, the interplay between the two of them and it's fucking brilliant. Brilliant! Yeah. It's so it's so well written. So, um, one of my other fun facts: mm-hmm. um, Paul Dini, who helped create the Batman animated series, was a co-writer on the movie on on the game. So he wrote um, he wrote uh, the story, which was amazing. Um, there's and there's a lot of the, the great thing about it is they had a lot of really interesting tie-ins to the animated series and so the comic lore. So there was, um, when you're going through the game and you're finding the Harley Quinn, uh, the Batman, sorry, the Joker Harley and Quinzel uh, interviews before she snaps and becomes Harley, that was actually lifted directly from one of the episodes. So there was an episode of um, Batman, the animated series called Mad Love, right? which is, it's a, it's this origin story essentially of Harley because she was a newly created character for Batman the animated series and they used the same dialogue in those recordings as they did in the, uh, not the same dialogue same dialogue so not the same um, recordings they re-recorded them obviously uh, and they put that in directly into the into the uh, into the game as 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 a part of the collective a uh, part of the collection that you had to do and so as i said because that was written by Paul Dini, who created and wrote a lot of the episodes for the show, it had this wonderful authenticity. So it meant that you had really people who cared about Batman were involved in the process of the game. Yeah. And yeah. people who knew the character, which is why the voice cast was so yeah. important. But I think Rocksteady did an amazing job as well yeah. when they when they actually developed the game to get that level design so perfect. Mm. In Absolutely. The, and the flow of it, because you walk from one area to another and you'd always you'd have like a bit of a downtime yeah where batman would be walking just casually through the halls and he'd be taunted by joker yeah he'd on come up TV, on the little on the monitor tv or something like do, 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 do. that's right <laughs> do, 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 do. as you go through a door or something yeah. and it, and the combat we should talk about the combat as well was pretty innovative it was but i think it wasn't original so here's a fun fact about the about the um, about the combat, it was originally going to be something akin to Guitar Hero. Oh, really? What so there was there was original one of the original ideas for the combat was there was going to be a scrolling thing of buttons that you had to hit in quick succession, and the more accurate the, you got, the better the combat that Batman had. They ended up scrapping this for the eventual combat system that they used because they thought a Batman dance dance to a revolution type game wouldn't be super appreciated by hardcore game fans. They It'd, be it'd be appreciated too... by the maid lady though. She could dance to it. <laughs> hey, come and punch, kick, punch, kick. Yay. <sighs> Yay. You're cute. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> no ASMR bullshit on this podcast. Right. Comment and subscribe. Okay. Maybe a little. You're all cute. My little subscribers. <laughs> And if you're driving your car, just think of me. <laughs> and put, tickling and your ears. Yes. 
balls. Okay, that's gross. And push um, your lips together <laughs> and blow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, that's so gross. But yeah, uh, the combat was very different. To a lot of like standard beat em up. Well, games. hang on. I just want to uh, pull me up if I'm wrong here. Spider Man on the PS2, did that not have the same combat as what Batman Arkham Asylum had? PS4 Spider Man? So Spider Man no, from last no, year? No, no. Spider Man all the way back on the PS2. No, that was combo of uh, light and heavy attacks. Okay. So you had I can't a light remember. and heavy. Uh, Batman, so. The way that the combat worked in Batman was that you had you had your attacks, you had your stuns, you had your lifts, you had your weapons, and then you the idea was you wanted to not just be hitting the one person so you got the most combos. You'd want to punch a guy three times, then backflip over yeah. him and go and punch the guy coming up in, on your left. And the coolest thing about it was it wasn't just standard one person at a time just coming up and getting punched and then go. There was usually around about sort of five to six enemies around you and attacking you at the same time. Sometimes there were mobs of up to, you know, 15, 20 people coming at you and attacking you, which meant you had to really utilize that acrobatic skill of Batman. They wanted you to use your um, your explosives and your batarangs and your and your cape uh, to to really to maximize the amount of combos that you could get. And because of that, it was a really different and unique uh, combat style. Yeah. So it made the game much more engaging once you got a hang of it because it was a pretty reasonable learning curve once you got to that it, point. It, it was, but you could start to read. Yeah, the almost, enemy patterns. The, enemy, the, the enemies almost telegraphed yeah. what they were doing once you realised. And also that that um, the pre-attack thing where you could you could uh, counter them, that also added you to You know what your, else too um, that I loved about the combat in uh, Batman Arkham Asylum? Was it encouraged you to be like Batman? Because yeah. remember, it had all the gargoyles yeah. in the rooms, and you had to like swing up. You could swing from gargoyle oh. to gargoyle, and 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 if you got um, the ability to the silent takedowns, the silent takedowns, or not only so, that, what this, about the the swinging takedowns? No, there was also your you hang them up. Yeah, so you, I think it was press like tri- drop down. Yeah, so you, snatch them. Now this is how much I remember it. You press triangle or Y, depending yep. on what system you were playing. And you'd hang down the gargoyle and then as an enemy walked under, underneath Square. you, that was why. No, no, like you then, so you drop down with uh, triangle, then you'd hit square to grab them yes. and pull them up. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Or X if you're an Xbox. Or X if you're Xbox. Xbox. But yeah, <coughs> you could you could basically wrap them up and then you'd move on to the next gargoyle. But then the game got interesting towards the end because this is what I loved about it. The enemies realized Batman was around in Arkham Asylum mm. and they took all the gargoyles out because they knew that Batman was swinging on the gargoyles. Yeah. Remember that right near the end. And so you got they to do learnt. this. They learned. You had to take them out before they realized. Well, not only that, your biggest tool that you had in your toolkit was a bit of a crutch, them. actually. Yeah. Where a bit of a crutch where you basically would hang on the gargoyles and go, all right, this is easy. I'll just pick these off one by one. I'd do silent takedowns or I'd, do, I'd hang them up or I'd do something, right? And there was also the but grates. They you could like the grates. jump out of the grates right. and grab them like a but, funnel web. But right at the end, they took that away from you. Yeah. So the gargoyles, it was very clever. You flew into the room and the baddies went, oh, we know Batman hangs on these gargoyles or whatever they said. And they shot the gargoyles down. Yeah. And so you didn't have, to, you didn't have any air 
air raids yeah. anymore. You, you had air, to be much more strategic with how you took them out. That's right. And you'd have to like grab them through walls. Yep. So you'd have the combination of using your um, your detective mode yep. plus standing near a wall yep. that was like a weak wall and you'd either blow up the wall to crush them with debris and knock them out or you'd literally just grab them and yeah. smash them through the walls. Yeah. It was so cool. It was cool for the day, you know. Like I think now people would probably play it if they've never played it before and go, oh, well, this is not really that innovative because especially if you played spider-man for example it's like oh well and and again like spider-man borrowed heavily quite a bit from batman from combat and from stealth takedowns and that sort of thing it it did but i think it's not totally a i'm sure there was a game before arkham asylum that actually used similar combat techniques the the splinter cell series were all reliant on on stealth as well, yeah. See, so, I, I didn't. I never liked Splinter Cell, dude. No, yeah, and and that's cool. I don't, see, I don't like stealth shit, and this is why Batman for me was the best mix of stealth and action. Because like the stealthy parts were good, but they weren't irritating. You know what? If you, yeah, I agree. Because I don't like stealth games. Right? That's why. That's why I've always we, sucked. I've well, never played Metal Gear. Well, I've tried. Well, I, I have played Metal Gear, right? But I've struggled, right? And we were talking about Death Stranding before. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did we end up talking about Death no, Stranding? No, we'll talk about it in five minutes. <laughs> Let me just wrap this bullshit up. But we were, we were basically, um, if you the thing about that game, it was punishing if you were being silly. Like yeah. you couldn't be open. Like if you treated it like a shooter, which it wasn't, yeah. but you walked in the open environment, you got shot pretty easily by the by the, yeah. by the enemies, right? Unless you disarmed them, and even then, if you disarmed no, them, they, if you came out and went on. They, yeah. they got you, man. Yeah, exactly. They'd hit you up and you'd, you'd be pretty badly smashed. That's right. And then you were on, you could you could tell that everyone, and the thing I loved about the um, the detective mode then showed how nervous they were or how frantic or That's terrified. That's right. They had a heart monitor yeah, thing. Yeah, they had the That's heart rate right. monitor. So like this, they'd freak calm, out. And then they'd get to nervous and then they'd get to terrified. That's when right. When you were down to like the last guy and he was just like randomly shooting at shit and like it would be, you know, he jumping at shadows. Wouldn't they and run all off? All you had to do was just watch them. Wouldn't they run off as well? well no, because they were, they in those enclosed environments, you had to wait till you knocked out the last guy. And then they'd freak right out. And then they'd be like, oh my God, where is he? He's right here. That's He's right. Me. And I don't remember seeing a game like that. Maybe there was. I'm, pro- I'm probably sure there yeah. they're, they're, Probably was, but I, I don't remember. About, that's playing on one of Batman's biggest weapons was fear. Yeah, was that he was he was terrifying to villains because yeah. he was he was basically unkillable. Yeah, you, know, you, the, you really did feel like the Dark Knight. You yeah. really did feel like Batman in that game. You felt like you yeah. were doing you were being Batman. Yeah, and that was one of my favorite things about. And this the story game. was good as well. The, it, it was the a story. It was, was a great. it was a really good story. I have to I have to admit it was. Uh, playing a lot of fan service too to fans because... But not in a bad way. No, because it was basically saying, you know what, you need to know a little bit about Batman to understand this game. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? It, did, it wasn't an origin story. It didn't say, yeah. oh, well, Batman it was you, this. It chucked you straight, straight into in. the game yes. with, the, uh, with the understanding that you know who Batman is, you know yep. who Joker is, you yep. know who his rogues gallery is, you have an understanding of what Arkham Asylum is and why he's there. And the game, it plays it out in such an interesting way. Like, th- the fact that this, the whole Scarecrow scenes with the... Oh, that's right, With yes. the, the fear toxin, and then you're in these weird yeah. platform levels and you have to avoid his gaze. And it's like, that's all happening in Batman's mind. That's it's not right. happening in the game. That's right. But it, it, it lends itself so well to that mechanic. Um, again, it, everything about it, 
there, there's so much to it. And there was stuff that people didn't even know about. Like there were hints to Arkham City, the follow-up game, tucked away in rooms that fans never found. So there was stuff that they would, they'd already started planning Arkham City after Arkham Asylum had come out. Yeah. So there was stuff in there that the, the developers had chucked in as Easter eggs. Right. People never even found. I never found any of that it was stuff. Really, really I, cool. I must admit, I tried to find as many uh, uh, Riddler's trophies as I could, yeah. but I didn't find anywhere near all of them. You know, and so so we move on. If we want to move on to Arkham City, there's a couple more things I yep. just want to quickly add for uh, fun facts about um, about Arkham Asylum. So number one. For the for Batman's cape took over two years to animate. Uh, um, there oh. was over seven hundred unique animations and sound effects. It did that look were, the shit, man. It looked yeah. beautiful they because did, the way it moved, it looked silky, yeah. and every every movement he but made. But then when he moved, was gliding, it, it looked was rigid and it looked like a bat. And then yeah. as the game got on and he got more grizzled, like details like he would he'd grown stubble. I didn't know um, that. that his cape had got. We're we talking about his the, costume, even had on had, the PS3 and PS uh, Xbox 360. Yeah. Really? It, it was a progression point in the game, so you'd obviously you were getting to sort of halfway through the night. Um, I didn't know it this. Was really, really interesting details. Okay. Um, Batman's explosive gel was actually uh, when they did the Foley recording for it was actually whipped cream. Okay. So that was just like when a he fun shakes thing. it, when he when, shakes he, when he's spraying it on the wall, he does the little bat symbols out of the explosive yep. gel. So that's actually whipped cream. The sound of whipped. The sound cream. of whipped cream. Okay. Um, what else was fun? So yeah, that hidden room, um, basically was in the warden's office, and and if you got through it with the explosive gel, you'd find out where some details around the next game. But it was so well hidden, nobody found it. Um. Where are we? Got a couple more here. Um. Oh, this was one of my favorite. This is the last one. Uh, there was some really passive aggressive stuff that the developers had done to prevent people from pirating the game. On PC? On PC. What, what? So when it was released on PC, yeah. uh, people were pirating it because obviously people are shit. Yep. Um, one of the things was... If the game was detected to be pirated, it disabled Batman's ability to glide. Oh, that'd be shit. So it meant that they could they not do use anything. one of the core functionalities no. of the In fact, game. The game basically is unplayable. Not, it yeah. basically, basically made it unplayable. Yeah. It, sorry, it made it harder, but not unplayable. No, I'd say it's almost impl- unplayable because there's a couple of sections where you've got to go over like That's acid. right. The gas rooms. The gas room. You, if you couldn't yeah. glide, you couldn't get through so it. So if you, the gas room where, um, was it the Scarecrow level? Where Scarecrow... Uh, unleashes yeah. the toxin or yeah, the gas exactly, and you've got to you've got to glide from pillar to pillar. Basically, you couldn't play couldn't the do game. it. No. Could not do it. Um, and the, other, the the last final fun fact is that it was not in fact the most popular Batman game of all time, as far as games copies sold. What? Yep. You speak silliness. Nope. Super Simon, I would that don't went it. that honor went to Lego Batman. Uh, probably, okay, I sold 12.5 million copies compared to just 9.5 million. Is that all it sold? 9.5. But you think about it, 9.5 million in 2009. Yeah. That's a lot of games. That's yeah. a lot of copies. I, I'm trying to think, what does um, what did Spider-Man sell? I wonder what that sold. Let I mean, me have a quick look. Just as a comparison on the PS4. Spider-Man, PS4. Sales. I wonder what that sold. To put it in perspective, because you're right, it was a massive game. It we want, it was like 2009 because it was released in 2009, yeah, and it won Game of the Year for, from some publications. How, how many? 
copies. Um, <laughs> 91 million? <laughs> That's what I mean. Um, Spider-Man. Spider-Man PS4. sold. Sorry. Spider-Man sells 9 million uh, worldwide. That was the PS4 hit 91 million. So Spider-Man sold just half a million less um, in its run. So, so, so Spider-Man PS4, which came out last year, 2018. Came out 2018. So between November 19th, 2018. And now? And, and basically now. How much? So 9 million copies. Okay. Which is pretty amazing. That's pretty amazing. Well, that's and got to remember too. It's just PS4. That's just PS4 because it was an exclusive. That's right. It's PS4 exclusive. So basically, what you're saying is, uh, Arkham Asylum was multi-platform. Yep. And it sold nine million copies a decade earlier. A, dec- a decade ago. So that was pretty good going. Yeah. Yeah. And when you think about the number of um, PS4 consoles at the time, was probably around 92, was 91, 92 million. Yeah. So they were getting almost a 10% attach rate. Yeah. Which is pretty darn good for an exclusive title. You know what? And I think the other thing too is, if you think about it, Super Simon, it was the first Batman game... That didn't suck balls. That didn't suck dick. <laughs> and no one probably had as much faith in yeah. that game as what they probably did in later games like City and then Origins. So City... I, get, I really liked City. I liked... The, so, so, so when did City come out? 11? Sorry? Uh, 2012, 11? It was either... Two, yeah, 2012. 2012. Um, when City came out, and for what I loved about Arkham, as you mentioned, was the linear nature of it. So being able... Like, you were, you knew where you were going. There were open elements, like open sections when you were out in the, in the, in the yard and there were a bunch of enemies. You go and find uh, Riddler tokens, that sort of stuff. That was great. But when it came to City much like Spider-Man on the PS4, where you're gliding around the entire Arkham City, uh, the entire Gotham, basically. And they've it's been locked off by Hugo Strange. And you've got everything at your disposal once you open those sections. So there was a bit of Assassin's Creed. There was, yeah. a, bit of, there was a bit of that Spider-Man mentality. But my problem with City was, and Origins as well, which we'll get to, if you want to talk about Origins for a sec, City was like, oh, I loved Asylum so much... Because of the linear, it was so it was linear, which yeah. people don't. I don't know why linear games are dirty words these days, but I don't see I, why. I don't know why because I think linear games in a lot of different genres are actually they suit the yeah. style of game. It depends on the, it depends. But it really on suited the Batman because Batman was like it's a story. It was a story, but he could glide when he needed to glide yeah. in those moments where like the, the room where the toxins were in yeah. the gas room. But Origin, sorry, City basically said, okay, you need to glide everywhere now. Yeah. You need to go from point A to point B and you need to glide. Now, the difference between that and Spider-Man on the PS4 last year was that the, the way that Spider-Man moved between building to building was so much more fun yeah. than Batman's gliding. Yeah. Batman's gliding, I've got to say, was a pain in the fucking ass. In because my opinion, you, like, you were always, you were going a direction, but you were also always going down. Yes, so that's you right. Had you had... You had to get. You had to strategically move yourself so that you were going from a rooftop to a rooftop yep. with the zip line or with the grappling gun, but also you couldn't just then swoop back yeah, up. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't fluid. Yeah, and, that, and which Spider Man was was so fluid, so beautiful, and it was so much fun going from. And you could get from one part of New York to the other part of New York in Spider Man. Yeah. so quickly hmm. without using the transit, uh, the fast, fast travel, travel yeah. stuff. Um, but. City in Batman, Batman's uh, Arkham City, Arkham City, sorry, was not, it was not fluid, and that that yeah. that hurt me big time, now, right? The combat and was still good, the story was still great, 
the voice cast and everything else, fantastic. The biggest downside was the travel system. Mark Hamill was back for Joker, wasn't he? Because the same cast, but, so but, everyone but, was. But back. Origins, he wasn't, was he? No. So Origins, because it was made by a different development house and a different studio, um, it w- didn't get any of the voice cast back. So yeah. there was actually a really cool. Um, it, it was a happy accident that after City had come out and Origins had started being discussed. Kevin Conroy was intro- was interviewed to say, "Oh, so are you going to be um, are you going to be voicing Batman for the new game?" He's like, "Yes, but it's not out for a long time." And at this point, Origins was going to be out in you know six months, and it was sort of a point of like, "Oh shit, what did I just say? Did I just out the game?" And he had outed uh, Arkham Knight years before it had been in- finished being developed, like two years or three years before yeah. it had been finished being developed. Yeah, so. That gave people because they, he wasn't going to be voicing Batman in Arkham Origins because it was like a it was an offshoot game. Yeah. In fact, I don't even remember who developed it. Uh, was it? It wasn't Rocksteady, was it? Was it Rocksteady? I don't think so. I didn't like Origins. I just again, I go back to City for a second. I didn't like City that much either, if I'm really honest. So because Arkham, Arkham Origins was created by WB Montreal and published by Warner Brothers Interactive. Okay, so it was a WB studio. So it was a WB game instead of being... A Rocksteady um, game. A, a Rocksteady. Yeah. So yeah. it was made by Splash Damage. Right. That's which a, are obviously a lower tier that, that's why it felt, house. That's why it felt and looked different. And, they, and none <laughs> of the voice actors came over, did nope. they? No. Not a one. Not even Mark Hamill. Nope. Yeah. And it t- and it and it showed, yeah. And people didn't turn out yeah, for the game. I didn't. didn't I didn't, didn't sell anywhere near. I as didn't well. finish that game, and and I, I, City, I I got about three quarters of the way through City because I, no, I lie, I finished City. Yeah, but I didn't enjoy it anywhere near as much as uh, Asylum because it wasn't linear. And you know what pissed me off about City? We talked about the gliding and the mm. fluidity of the game. What I hated was when you got to your waypoint on the map or your mission marker. Once you landed, nine, time, nine times out of ten, not always, you had deadbeats to beat up first. <laughs> you know what I mean? These dead yeah, shits. You, you expect Batman to just land somewhere and not have to kick some ass? It Come would be, on. It would be nice just one time <laughs> to land on a... For once. For once. I'd like to just arrive I, without having I to beat up a wanted, bunch of crazy people. You know what? Because and, and, <laughs> most of the time, he lands on his map marker... He beats dead shits up and then he goes through a friggin' uh, manhole. <laughs> yeah, he goes, he goes under, underground. Goes underground. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, like, what? Why didn't you just go underground? You know what it was with? to me? It was in an era where open worlds, which haven't gone away, were the big thing. Yeah. And that open world did, did, didn't do anything for that game. Like there was nothing in that open world that you couldn't have done in a, in a linear asylum type game. Yeah. Right? And so even, and it was the kick in the balls. You flew all this way with your gliding... Cape, you get to a map, your map mission marker or whatever you want to call it. You beat up some dead shits, and then the fuck goes down into a bloody sewer tunnel and becomes linear. And what the fuck? So this was the whole thing: is that you had your overworld. So same as with Arkham uh, Arkham Knight, which you had, which I'll get to in a minute. But you had your levels. So you at each location. So you had to go and beat up Joker. You, uh, sorry, you had to go beat up Penguin. You had to go beat up Killer Croc. You had to go beat up. Uh, you had to fight with Catwoman on certain that's stages right. yeah, when she'd been right. kidnapped yep. by Riddler. That's so right. there was, and then you use the overworld like, as Gotham 
or as Arkham City, whatever the fuck they called it, to get to those various points. And because you didn't have the Batmobile yet, because they teased it, they teased the Batmobile that you pull up That's right. into the game. You're like Bruce is getting walked through into getting uh, reined into Arkham City as a prisoner because they changed the whole city well, they, to a prison. They 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 teased it in that game, but they absolutely rammed it down your throat in Arkham Knight. Correct, and I hated that. And that is what and that was the technical. Marvel of the game. The game looked amazing. It was the first PS4, Xbox, Xbox One. You're talking Night, Arkham, Arkham Knight. Knight. Oh, sorry, yeah, Arkham Knight. Yeah, it looked amazing. Looked beautiful. The story was cool. It was very interesting. Actually, the story was great. The story was great because yeah. it's the um, it's the Red Hood. That's right. Um, storyline. And you had uh, what was her name? She was uh, the Tree Lady. Oh, Poison Ivy. Poison Ivy was in it quite yeah. a bit. And it. Again, really great pieces of yeah. the game. The problem was that fucking Batmobile. Dude. Getting it, ran you know, down so your throat, again, getting to destroy these oh drones. Man. Run, like you run into bad guys uh, and they just get electrocuted and flung into the You know the what? I would have forgiven that game for all of its sins if it let you, if it said to you, okay, Arkham Asylum is old hat because it was linear. We're yeah. now in the open world, folks. Yeah. And I would have been semi okay with driving to my. Uh, mission marker yeah. in the Batmobile, right? What I hated was every time I jumped in that thing, I had you these, had to, these you had tanks. To chase down these a, tanks. You had to chase down a convoy. Yeah. Or you had to blow up 1,700 fucking tanks. I hated that or shit. Or you had to go and, yep. and you'd had to like attach a grappling hook yep. from the car to a Joker, uh, to yep. a Riddler thing yep. to unlock the Riddler car. It's like, for fuck's sake, yeah. this is this is just meaningless busy work. Yeah, it was busy work. That's exactly how to put it. It was busy work and I couldn't stand it. And it didn't matter how great that story but might that have the been. Thing. But the whole mentality, Joker had died. He yeah, died, he spoilers. Died, yeah. spoilers. He died at the end of Arkham City and Batman's carrying him out. And Batman throughout the game is getting a little bit sick. And you can hear Joker's inner monologue oh, that inside was, yes, Batman. Yes. And it was so good. Yeah. And then when he flipped yep. and he turned into Joker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and that was, was cool. his biggest fear. Yep. And it was fucking brilliant. Yeah. It was so well done. This is what I mean. That game that frustrated game had me. So much potential. That game it could frustrated have been phenomenal. Yeah, but it frustrated me. Yeah. Because <laughs> the story, as you said, was awesome. Yeah. And when Batman was losing his mind, and you could actually, I think it. And you end up, you lock up. You kind um, of couldn't control Batman properly. He'd be kind of like walking all over the yeah, place. Yeah, he'd get a bit dizzy and like then Joker would start talking. Yeah, and Joker's talking to him. Oh, so good. And you're like, well, why can't I, what is this shit? Yeah. All right, um, okay, cool. Because you don't quite know what's going on. Uh, you don't on. know what's going on. But then it, it went to shit when you jumped in that fucking Batmobile. Yep. And, and then that was okay too. Because I actually didn't mind driving the Batmobile. It was but fine, what I hated was... Those, having to do all the shit every time you got drones. into the car. And there was one bit in that game, they make you go in a tunnel. Yeah. You had to go through these tunnel systems in the, the sewer. Right. Oh, that was the, shit too. The, the Riddler races, yeah. which was so fucking annoying. But you know what? You're going in that tunnel system where the sewers are. Yeah. But to control the Batmobile was quite difficult yeah. initially. It was unnecessarily Especially hard. in a tight spot. But they put you in a tight spot. And you're like, you know that this thing is not easy to control yeah, it deliberately. It like a fucking marshmallow. And now you've put me in this really tight spot. I can't control this thing in this little tight spot. And I don't want to anyway. And then when I get out of this tight spot, I'm greeted by 20 fucking drones that I've got to kill. Yeah. I couldn't believe and they, it. And 
the game yeah, broke me, Super Simon. It broke there me. There was so I much to it, it that you couldn't, you couldn't forgive. No. And it's a shame because it really, it was a very well written story. It was a really good, interesting, engaging story. And they just fucked it. Yeah, they did. Fucked it right in that the That was terrible. Because it could have it could have been a great ending to that trilogy of games. Well, do you count Origins as well? Because no. you got you don't you just don't even no, count it. It doesn't count. It doesn't exist. Yeah. There was a there was a mediocrely good iPad game <laughs> that was a tie-in game for Origins. Yeah. Where you could unlock uh Batman skins from the other Oh, that's my other fucking gripe with um Arkham Knight. Knight. Yep. So I was the schmuck and got the season pass. So oh, with yeah, all the yeah. extra stuff, with all the, the, the extra missions and the extra yeah. character levels and blah, 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 and all the suits and skins and stuff. And they promised, uh, I think it was like six months or 12 months of new content. Yeah. So you'd get your Batman skins, which were great, huge fan of those. But then you'd get your Batmobile skins. And they had one for the Tumblr and they had one for that was modeled after the 1970s Batmobile and modeled after the 1960s Batmobile. The problem was... And also like the 89 Batmobile. So you had the Batmo- the 89 Batman skin for Batman and then you had the Batmobile skin for the 89 Batmobile, which is my favourite. I love that car. It's yeah, one of it my favourite. It looked awesome. It's magnificent. Yeah. You could not use the fucking thing in the game because the second you had to transform into a drone from the Batmobile, it wouldn't work. So you could literally only use it in those race challenges. Oh, that sucks. Because the car needed to function as a car yeah. and a tank at the same time. Yeah. And it fucking, it just absolutely killed me. Yeah. That you, that this is one of the core functions of the game that they couldn't even bother to animate, you know, the 89 Batmobile expanding out into Bat Tank. It just, it was so, it just seemed so rushed and yeah. so frustrating Yeah, that they, they did this that to fucking shoehorn every single thing about that goddamn Batmobile. And at the point where you think, oh, great, this is going to be amazing. I get to drive the Batmobile. By the end of that game, you think, I never want to drive a Batmobile again. You know what? That was the never whole thing. Again. Yeah, that was the whole thing. They killed the dream of the Batmobile because remember in all those games, Asylum, Origins. It was there and it was being teased. It was there, it was teased. And you're like, you know what? That'd be (laughs) awesome if we could drive it. And I remember when uh, Arkham Knight Everybody said that. Well, Arkham Knight was like being developed and everyone knew what it was. And people were like, oh, you get to drive the Batmobile. That's going to be so sick. It's going to be awesome. That died within 15 minutes, man. I'm telling you, within 15 15 minutes. minutes, And you know what would have fixed it? 60, 50% less Batmobile drivingness yeah. and 100% better controls. Yeah, but the whole thing was is that you're Batman, what, I can't glide anymore? It didn't even give you the he, option of fucking gliding. That's it. You couldn't, the only way to fast travel between locations, gone are the days where you could zip around the, the city, no. you had to use the fucking Batmobile. The bill, yeah, the Batmobile. It was terrible. And we sound like incredibly entitled gamers to be complaining about this, but at the same no, time, they it just it. made a bad game. They, they ruined it because you could see the potential with that game. You knew that the story was probably arguably the strongest of the series. Yeah. If you're going to talk about Absolutely. all those games. The, the elements but, of the story were great. Yeah. It was just the actual gameplay side of it was fucked. Yeah, yeah. And now we're in limbo land. We haven't heard what Rocksteady's doing for so many years. When was the last update from Rocksteady? When was the last game they developed or, or brought out? Uh, you want to Google that because I'm going to say something like it's uh, it's going to be Arkham Knight, I think. That's the last game they did. I think Arkham Knight was their last game. And you know what? E3 this year, 2019. Arkham Knight. Arkham last Knight. Game. Oh, uh, Batman Arkham VR. 
Oh, okay. That, well, well, you know what? That was okay. I'll be honest with you. Batman Arkham VR was, was pretty good if you got a VR headset. Yeah, but as a VR experience, that was like the one game that they made. Yeah, so they've done nothing. Let's say they've done nothing since Arkham Knight. Yeah. Even though arguably they've done VR, right? That's a long time because that came out in 2015. Yeah. Arkham Knight. So that's 2015. Now We're now nearly years. 2020. Okay, so they either got something that they've been cooking for four years or thereabouts, and they're radio silent until next year, and they're going to drop the drop the bomb. And do you know the the most fascinating thing? They're the only studio, realistically, that's made a good Batman game in the last twenty years. Well, they they have the, no the one. No one has made a Batman game other than them. Other than those people that may, other than WB Montreal, um, but yeah, and and they haven't released a well, single w, title. Well, WB for twenty for three years. WB Montreal were the ones that did Origins, yeah, correct. Okay, so you could, I, I you, according to you, you could wipe that off. You don't like Origins at all, so no, forget it's that garbage. Right, it doesn't so, exist. So it doesn't exist. Okay, so they've done Asylum, they did City, they did Night. Yeah. Okay. And VR. And VR. So they've done those four games in the Batman universe since 2009. And, and like, a re-release. So the remaster. Oh, well, the remasters, was, um, yeah, but that wouldn't have taken... I wouldn't have thought that no, would take that that would have been an upscale and... You know what? The re-release isn't that great. Actually, do you remember when the re-release was coming out, the remaster? Do you yeah. remember when Digital Foundry got their hands on that? Mm. And you remember when Digital Foundry said it's actually worse than the PS3, Xbox 360 version. Yeah. They, Do you remember that they shit? Done and you know what then? You know what happened then? Fucking Rocksteady went back, or whoever was doing the yeah. remaster. I don't know who did the remaster. Rocksteady. Was it Rocksteady? It was Rocksteady. Rocksteady went back and said, oh, no, no, we're going to delay it. They fucking delayed it by about six months. Yeah. Do you remember that? Because they made... So colours were wrong, textures were wrong, details were wrong. Yeah. And that was what was such a shame, because I'm looking at a couple of pictures here, uh, which you can't, I can't unfortunately show people, but... The detail between Joker and on PS3 and Joker on PS4, it's markedly different. Like just people, yeah. Just have a quick look at that. I'm just gonna slide that down the table for you. It's unbelievable the difference that an older game looked so much better. Yeah, the actual the detail on his face yeah. on the PS3 look version the originally was way better, and yeah. the hair as well. Arguably, his suit. Was better on the PS4. Yeah. But see, this is what people got the shits and Digital Foundry did yeah. the right thing. They got hold of it and they went, this is bullshit, man. Yeah. Like the PS4 version of this game, it looks worse than the PS3 version. It's a cash grab. It was. Yeah. But you know what? They they delayed it and, and they, they, fixed, it they fixed it a little bit. But yeah. I've got to say, as a remaster, it ain't that great. But you know what you do get with a remaster is 60 frames per second. Which is very nice. Which is very nice, right? So Arkham... <clears throat> You, you maybe want to go play it over the holidays because Arkham Asylum is one of my favourite games. I'm actually... And at 60 frames a second, I'll play I it. I bet it looks fantastic. Yeah. We We slide it over the table. So that's pretty much me done discussing Batman. You got anything else you want to chat or do you need to take a piss? I've got five minutes before I need to take a piss. Yeah? <laughs> Look, what Bat should we close the show on today? Oh... <laughs> 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 Death Stranding Ah uh, yes Your good friend Mr. Hideo Kojima He's lost his goddamn fucking <laughs> mind I'm telling you now Pants on head insane uh, Mate 
crazy batshit insane. <laughs> I started playing it. I know you've got it, but you haven't so played I've, it yet. I've got it. I I have downloaded it. I have not installed it or played it. <laughs> okay, I'm probably only about I want to say four or five hours into it. I'm, okay. I'm only on the second chapter, so I'm very early in the game. Yeah. I actually don't dislike it. So I this is a big dis- departure from what you said. You saw, you watched the video of the the first sort of fifty minutes. There was a. And you said it looks like fucking bullshit. <laughs> so I think Sony, I think Sony had a. They released like an hour's they, worth. of footage. They had an hour's worth of footage at the Tokyo some game yeah, show. Tokyo somewhere. game show. And uh, I was watching the stream. Unfortunately, it was all in Japanese, which made it a bit more difficult. But you could see what the game looked like. Yeah. And I'm sitting here going, "Okay, you're a courier." You go from point A to point B and along the way you uncover or you get cutscenes of wacky weird shit and right. you got a baby strapped to your belly. But he, I, he doesn't swallow the baby at any point, does he? No, no, no. Yeah, that was just in the trailer. No, but I'm going to say this about the game. It's really clever in the way it actually tells you why this is the way it is, right? Now, you 100% it's wacky Ko- Kojima shit. Yeah. But it does a really great job of saying there's a real reason why you have a baby. There's a real reason why there's all this inky, blacky shit everywhere. There's a reason why th- things are as they are, right? To a certain extent. Yeah. Um, within the first couple of hours. It doesn't tell you everything. Mm. Makes you scratch your head quite a bit and you're like, huh? But at least you got some level of understanding. And it's a 50 plus hour game. Yeah, that's it? the problem. It's a pretty long game. See, and, and, and this is my biggest thing. This is is the I don't thing. have no. 50 plus hours. Well, I do. I, I do. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I don't mean that as in, in a no, mocking. No, no, I know, I know. But I'm saying to you now, I don't know if I can do it. Yeah. Right. Because this game kind of reminds me a little bit of Breath of the Wild. And I know that's going to make you blow. That's going to blow your mind, right? The reason why I say that is, is because it's very uh, obtuse in quite a lot of ways. Where it says it, it it does guide your hand to where you need to go, but it doesn't really guide your hand as to what you need to do. Mm. And you and it's trial by error in a lot of ways, and it's trial by fire as well in a lot of ways. But what I like about it is, and what I think Kojima has made a mistake with. And what uh, Kojima Productions made a mistake with, particularly, I'm going to blame Sony on this. Mm. Their marketing was pretty poor. Yeah. Because what they should have said was, the real uh, gist of this game is the landscape, the you know, the land that you're actually on, which is America after a, a major, uh, I can't say the word, incident. Yep. Like, I'm not going to say the word because the drunken monkey's going <laughs> to ring me up again. Shout out to him because I can't say post-apocalyptic. <laughs> I can't say that word, so I'm not going to fucking say. But after a major incident, post popcorn world, post popcorn world, <laughs> uh, the actual landscape has changed dramatically. Right, but it's the landscape that's a puzzle. So what the landscape's mean? a puzzle, right? Because you've got to negotiate the landscape in a way and 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 use materials to get over le- over the ledges and. Go down ledges and cross rivers and streams and that sounds pretty cool. So the so the actual land is a puzzle, right? So to get from point A to point B isn't actually easy, and the other puzzle part, That's of, part it, of the game, yeah. But the other puzzle part of it is is that the cargo you've got on your back is has got to be configured in a way that makes sense for the mission you're on. Otherwise, you take too much, and if you take too much, then you're too slow. You're too slow, but also the controls are really 
terrible because he, 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 he's got poor balance. He leans to one side or leans to another side <laughs> and he falls over. Fucking hell. Right? This is, this is such but, a Hideo Kojima yeah, type it, but, thing. But, but, it's Kojima, <laughs> it's but, 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 but it's Kojima that's been let to do whatever he wants. Whether that's yeah. a good thing or a bad thing, I can't make my mind up on that, right? But what I'm saying to you, it's like Breath of the Wild because <laughs> at the start of that game, it's, it gave you a big open world yep. and it said to Go you, play. Go play. And you had durability with weapons, which pissed me the fuck off. And I hated that because I'm like, well, all I can find is tree branches and I get two swings at an enemy and it breaks. Yeah. But if you wanted to walk over yonder and knock on the final boss's door, you, you can do, do that, right? You can do it. You just don't have anything to kill it with. Death Stranding's a bit like that. Oh, really? Right. So you so can, you, you, you um, can is walk. Is the same thing as like weapons? Uh, are there weapons th- in the game? I there, don't are know. Like, there are later on. I've yet to come across them. Right. But there are. Um, but what I'm saying is, is that you can walk from where you start off and walk, aim, like wander aimlessly through that landscape and, and get into all sorts of trouble. Okay. That's cool. And I think that's pretty cool. But what Sony should have said and what Kojima should have said is it's a puzzle. It's a puzzle game, right? Because that landscape is so, um, Unique and com- and complicated in its very nature. It's beautiful to look at. It's amazing to look at, right? But That's what I've heard. It's so complicated, <coughs> though. To get from point A to point B, you have to do. You have to have the right material to do the right job, right? If if there's a ledge, you've got to what you've got to get a ladder to go over that ledge. Now, the other thing about the game that kind of blows my mind is you keep learning different things by by listening to other people that have played the game. So one thing I picked up on yesterday, which I didn't know you could do. Mm. Maybe it's my fault because I'm stupid. You can use the touchpad on the PS4 controller yeah. and it rotates the map to like a 3D thing and you can see the elevation of the ma- of the actual landscape. That's so you cool. can So then you know that that's going to be a very steep incline to where you got to go. So you might need a ladder. So you better craft a ladder. That's amazing. You better get a... Do you know what I mean? So the game's <laughs> really complicated... But at the same time, it's like it should have been advertised as a puzzle game. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't do that because what have they been advertising it as? Just as a Hideo Kojima, Hideo Kojima game. (laughs) They put his name on it, and all of a sudden, people get they cream themselves over it. They get nice and hard for it. Yeah, but but actually, it's a little bit of it's a bit of Metal Gear Solid in there too. Like you get to a point where I'm up to only just now, um, where you've got to do a bit of stealth. And you actually have to do a bit of stealth early on in the game too. Yeah. And it's you don't have to. But it helps. But it really helps, right? Um, I like it, but at the same time, I don't know if I've got the energy to finish it, given that it's 50 hours. I yeah. might need a break. I might need to put it down and then play something else. But that worries me because it's so, it down, com- yeah, it's so complicated. Will it I go up? back, right? And it reminds me of Breath of the Wild. <laughs> it really, really does. And I was talking to Nervous Nathan about it yesterday who asked me, should he get it because he loves Metal Gear Solid? And I shout out to him and I said, well, did you like Breath of the Wild after a while when I told you all about that? And he goes, yeah, that's one of my favorite games, but I couldn't I couldn't get my head around it and I put it down for, you know, months and months and months yeah. and I really regretted that. And I think, I think this is like that. I think Death Stranding's like that. See, this is, again, I have every intention of playing this game. I'm really looking forward to it. The problem is time. having the time yeah. to do it. But I think it's a game that you should play and go, fuck this game. Yeah. And at least you've at least you played it to get to that point yeah. where you've gone, I'm done with this bullshit. I'm done. But I do think Did it's- you end up going back to Days Gone? 
No. Yeah. You know couldn't, what? Couldn't no, pick it up again. I couldn't do it. I was going to yeah. talk to you about that, actually, because I haven't seen that you. Was, that I was the last game we you. talked about. That's right. I haven't seen you since then. <laughs> you know what? My, I don't know if you, you've probably been listening to the podcast. Yep. So I hope you have. My big problem with that game was, and I've said this before, I hated the fact that it took this realism approach and it took the fun <clears> factor away from the game. Yeah. And what it did was, it was like, oh, okay, well, your motorbikes run out of petrol. Get off the bike. Go and find petrol. Go find some petrol to get some tension, guys. So zombies come at you. And that pissed me the fuck yeah. off. Because you know why that was dumb? The bike would only do six kilometres and then run out of petrol. Yeah. I timed it once. Five minutes I got on it. And not only that, I went from point A to point B and it was a six kilometre ride. And that fucking bike used three quarters of a tank of petrol. Oh, come on, mate. The least efficient vehicle oh, come in on. video game but history. But what it was trying to do was to get you off the bike. So you go so and you explore got, So you got to go explore and fight shit and, and, kill get, people. and get scared and, and get zombies. tense. No, there was better ways to do it, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, so I, I don't, did, I don't did put make that game driving down. and finding petrol. Like I, as an adult, don't like going and getting petrol as it is. Exactly. So don't put that in my fucking video game you know what? where I have to go and find petrol. I'm with you, man. If I don't <laughs> want a real job in the world. No, fuck no. So The whole so reason why, I play video exactly. games is to escape the real world. Exactly. Don't. I don't want to have to go and do fetch missions no. like, oh, go and get your, your mate who got hit with a bullet or got shot or no. attacked by people. Go, go and get him medicine or bandages and shit. It's mate. Like, no, give me... The ability to fly across the galaxy. Give me the ability to use a lightsaber. Dude. Give me the ability to go and punch yep. the Joker. That shit I want to do. Yeah. I don't want to fucking no. drive and, I've said this and be- find petrol yep. and get medicine and yep. come back. It's like, just See, no, this is the thing. No. This is the thing, right? I've said this before. I, I play games to escape the real world because the real world can be a grind. Correct. Right? If a game comes along and says, we've got some realism, I go, I don't want realism. No. I want to be a fucking out of control bullshit yeah. superstar on this thing. It's like you know? games like, games like um, uh, Fallout. Games like this new one that looks unbelievable. The Outer Worlds. I'm playing it. Is it great? It's a lot of fun. It I, looks I'm, great. Well, I'm nearly finished it. Oh, wow. And so what I'm going to say about this game is, is that um, I think it's a, it's a bit of a surprise how, how much I've enjoyed it. Mm. It's a return to form for Obsidian. Yep. It's a good pickup for Microsoft because they've just purchased Obsidian. But I'm going to say... Is it Microsoft exclusive or is it cross-platform? No, no, no. It's cross-platform. So you can play it on PS4, PC, all that sort of stuff. Good. Oh, is Um, it coming to Switch? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It is. Yes, it is. No (gasps) bullshit. That's very exciting. I don't know the release date. I think it's next year. It is coming to Switch, 100%. that shit. And I I would say if you liked um, Fallout New Vegas... You'd, yes. you'd like this. But what I am going to say is it's nowhere near as good as Fallout New Vegas. It's not. Well, no, it's set in space, right? It is, but it's not. But it, it, it's very similar to Fallout New Vegas in a lot of ways. It's the Fallout New Vegas. <gasps> to be hit. released in 2020. Yeah, I thought it was Switch. next year. Yeah. That's very exciting. It's going on Switch. Um, but yeah, so that game looks to be the kind of sort of open world game that I would like to play. It's awesome, yeah. right? But, what I'm, but that game has... No realism really to it. The only Great. fuck up with that game that I personally don't like, but I can live with it, is durability durability on wep- weapons. Uh, so the weapons wear out and you have to repair them. Big deal. Wait, like guns as well as... Everything. Um, Armour, uh, okay. guns. Well, that that's always been a Fallout thing. It has been an Obsidian Fallout yeah. thing, yeah. But I think um, I, I'm enjoying it. I think the halfway point of that game, it bogs down a little bit with some dialogue. i got to say, the start of it's better than... How it's ended up, yeah. 
and it hasn't got hasn't got quite the kick of that tribal tribalism that uh, New Vegas had. You know, in New yeah. Vegas, you had different factions. Yeah, this you game's the, got. You had the um, the Romans. You had the Roman type ones, and you had the other. There, and you had the gangsters, and there yeah, were the yeah, you had the you had the you had the, um, you had the El- Elvis type ones. Yeah. What? That's I. That's what I like. I'm going to play that game. I got it on PS3. I'm playing it again. Nice. I'm going to play it again. <laughs> but what I'm saying, they never remastered that for no, modern consoles. No, current consoles. No, no. But what I'm saying that's is, with fucked. with that game, you had definitive factions, yeah. and it made it very clear. And if you remember, uh, in Fallout New Vegas, you went to the Yes Man, and the Yes Man was this character that was a central figure that everybody, you, everybody, yeah. you went to, and you knew at that point you had to make. One to four decisions. And you knew the other three factions would be at the shits with you if you chose their yeah. another faction, right? That was the same as the end of Fallout 4. Exactly. But what I'm saying with the Outer Worlds is it does that to a degree, but it's not as well defined, uh, okay. in my opinion, right? In my in my opinion, my, my actions are not as severe as they were in New Vegas. And I love that shit. I love making a decision and other people getting the shits with me, yeah. right? But in... Uh, Outer Worlds, it's not as, I don't think, as well defined. And it's a bit too wordy, this game. It bogs down a little bit in the middle part. But it's very well written. It's Dialogue quite, or text? Uh, dialogue. Okay, that's it's a bit, bit too much wordiness. <laughs> but but it's very funny. It's it's well voice acted. All that shit it runs like a dream. Nice. All that stuff. You playing it on console or PC? I'm playing it on Xbox One only because of Game Pass. Ah, yeah. But I am going to replay it on PS4 Pro because I want to... Uh, I want to play it again differently. That's the, that is the yeah. good thing about these games, these Obsidian games, particularly Outer Worlds. You can play them multiple different ways and get different type of uh, responses. Yeah, and that's what I'm gonna. I, well, uh, uh, well down the line, when there's no games to play, I'll play it again. At yeah. the moment, I'm too busy. I want to give Death Stranding a bit more attention. And there's also um, coming out, or it's either it's either out or it's coming out. Is the new Jedi it's Fallen Order? Came out yesterday. I picked it up. Apparently it's fantastic. And I got a text message today from the drunken monkey. Shout out to him. He's saying it's awesome. Yeah. It's like, uh, uh, what was the last game? I'll read the message. He said it's, uh, what did it say? He said, it's awesome. It's the force unleashed on steroids, Ooh. which is good because I love the I force. Love un- the force unleashed. the force unleashed was great. That's so I will play it. Uh, you know what though? I bet it's Disney fight and there's no dismemberment. I'm okay with that for a game. Are you kidding me? That was the whole uh, point. That's what I loved, being able getting a lightsaber and fucking cutting shit up. Yeah. Cutting heads off, I know, chucking it. I know, oh, I know. But what can you do in this modern bullshit <laughs> yeah. smashed avocado it's, world? No, it's, in? it's Star Wars. It's got to be accessible by everybody. Well, it does now, and I've given up on Star Wars. I know you have. And I'm... I'm not getting into it with you because no, we can't have a civil conversation no, about and, it. And it's another rabbit hole and for another day. Super Simon. I like it. Have we said everything we wanted to say about Batman? Uh, By the way, I did I did forget to say that I, I grew up as a kid watching the original Batman series on TV. Batman from 66. The, from the 60s, yeah. With Adam, Adam West was as Batman. The first introduction to Batman I had was that. Yep. And then we had, obviously, 89. Yes, with uh, Michael Keaton. With Michael Keaton. Yeah, he played which Batman. Which was my... Original all-time favorite Batman, and then the animated series. What do you think of George Clooney as Batman? I didn't dig him. I okay. So knowing that George Clooney knew exactly what movie he was in, and that he was doing his best Adam West impersonation, he did a great job as Batman. And honest to God, if they were to do a new Batman movie, like I know they're doing a new Batman movie with Robert Pattinson as Batman, which I'm very on board for. Uh, 
I would love to see George Clooney have another crack at Batman. I think he would just, he would do as good a job, especially if it was directed and written by somebody who knows what they're fucking doing. Unlike Joel Schumacher, who is history's greatest monster. Ooh. <laughs> Bat nipples. Bat Well, nipples. you know what? The latest, what was the last Batman movie that was out? Um, <clears throat> that was... Uh, trying to think now. Dark Knight Rises. Oh no! Sorry, no, no, no it wasn't fucking. Oh yeah, that um, the that terrible Justice League movie, which I still well, have never seen. No, I'm talking pure Batman. That would have been a Dark Knight Rises, a pure Batman movie with Bane. Was that the last pure? That Bat- was the last Batman standalone movie. Standalone movie, and yeah. then there was um, Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Yeah, see, that was, was shit. Garbage. That was friggin' awful. Yeah. But but I'll tell I tell you mean, what. I, okay, I will say this: I did not mind. Uh, ben Affleck as Batman. I thought he did a really cool job. I totally agree. I thought Ben Affleck in you know, in Batman v Superman. Uh, I think Batman. I think Ben Affleck played a really great Bruce Wayne. Yeah, he was awesome as yeah. that because he had that kind of um, look. And then when he was Batman, he had that sourpuss kind yeah. of mean looking face. He had the real yeah. Fear. Ben Affleck, I thought played a much because they they did say straight away when they cast him, he's yeah. playing an older Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Which I thought and it was worked. Totally, totally worked. Totally worked. I thought Ben Affleck, he's off now, isn't he? He's not doing it anymore, yeah. is he? So Robert Pattinson is now cast as Batman in Matt Reeves is doing a version of, it's called The Batman. I think right. it's called The Batman. Um, they've announced casting that uh, Zoe Kravitz, Lenny Kravitz's daughter, is going to be playing um, Catwoman. Right. Which is pretty exciting. She's going to be great. Yep. Um, they've... They've announced casting for the Riddler, and they've and they're mentioning casting for the Penguin. They haven't confirmed casting for that, and I don't honestly remember the guy who they said is playing Riddler. Uh, but it all it all looks very cool. It yeah. all sounds to be very good. Yep. The biggest thing they need to do is make sure that they do one good movie first before they start trying to build a fucking universe. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a trick. So long story short, Super Simon, before we wrap this up, because I'm busting for a piss. You're busting for a, You know what's funny? I'm busting for a piss. Well, well, that's what happens when you come to Dad's garage. <laughs> you drink alkaline water and you start busting for a piss. So favourite Batman video game is Arkham Asylum. We yep. agree on that. Favourite Batman movie, The Dark Knight. Um, that it is for me anyway. The one with Heath Ledger yeah. as, as Joker. Uh, my favourite Batman movie would probably be Mask of the Phantasm. Ooh. It's massively controversial uh Paul. I loved Batman 89. I Batman loved 89 was good with uh with Michael Keaton and, and uh, Kim Basinger. Jack, Jack Nichol- oh, Jack Nich- so Jack, Jack Nicholson Nichol- Joker, yeah. fantastic. Oh, one of Heath the best Ledger Joker, fantastic. Well, you know what? I'll tell you now, Heath Ledger, shout, you know, I mean, <laughs> shout out Shout to out him. to him in heaven <laughs> from beyond the grave. From beyond the grave. <laughs> Mate, he I tell you what, he was awesome as Joker because he had big shoes to fill. Didn't he? He did because because Nicholson made the character yeah, absolutely. He did a fantastic job with it. Ledger did a fanta- a phenomenal oh, job. Mate. He, I think he absolutely I amazing. Think, I actually think he beat Jack Nicholson. You you know the thing with it for me is that I try not to compare them because they're two completely I know, different types. But of, I couldn't like, help it. Nicholson is the gangster mobster crazy villain. Yeah. Ledger was the anarchist. Yeah. He was the one that wanted to watch the world burn. He wanted to. He wanted to make his point made. Jared Leto, whatever the f- oh, that fuck was he was doing, you know what wasn't that was? The Joker. That was a smashed avocado version of the fucking Joker. <laughs> that's um, Batman. That's uh, the Joker if he was a juggalo. You know why I want? Why I like the Heath Ledger Joker better? Because Heath, Le- Heath Ledger was a 
boy from Perth. He's an Australian. <laughs> fucking good on him. He made it. He showed everyone in the in Hollywood. Yeah. He and showed him. He fucking showed him. I also, I went and saw the Joaquin Phoenix Joker. I haven't seen that I yet. Really, so I really I can't, enjoyed it. I, I hear it. I think the Drunken Monkey said it was awesome. Do yourself well. a favor, yeah, go I'll and go check it, it out because it yeah. is well worth. Well, it. you know what? I'm sure. I'm sure it's better than the Jared Leto version. There's no comparison. No, this movie is an incredible performance. It's an absolutely amazing he's take a, on Gotham in the late '70s, early '80s. Yeah, it's brilliant. He's it's a, absolutely brilliant. He's a great. He's a good actor, Joaquin Phoenix. Very good. He like, really is exceptional. And as somebody who has. Very limited knowledge to movies and film, like other than watching a bunch yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. He his performance is mesmerizing. Yeah, he portrays somebody with mental health insanely well. It's an origin story for the Joker, isn't it? Is that how it is? It's, it's an origin story for a Joker. For it's a not Joker. For the, the Joker. Joker. A Joker. It's yeah. and and again, I have no problem with this purely based on the fact that. It's a story. It's a really well-told story and it's a really well-developed story. And I think that for the most part, the movie does everything right. It hits all the beats that it needs to. It shows this man as a broken, um, uh, he has a disability, he has um, he has issues and, and it plays on that really well, especially in a world that is constantly fucking him in the ass and not in the good fun way. I, it, it's a case of, thank you. <laughs> I'll be here all week. I um, had to do it. That's, that's right. Uh, but the whole concept behind it is that this is somebody's descent into madness and into their own their own reality. Yeah. The movie does that exceptionally well. Yeah. And Joaquin Phoenix portrays that exceptionally well. Yeah. And on that note, we might wrap it up, Super Simon. Have we covered everything on Batman? I feel if there's anything more Batman we can cover, we'll have to throw some uh, bat milkshakes at it or something. <laughs> I can't think of anything else. But do you, but do you dance in the... Tales and the devil in the devil. <laughs> <in life. laughs> That's right. <laughs> Super Simon, thanks for coming in. I really appreciate it, man. It's been awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Great I've to had see you again. Absolutely fantastic yeah, time. Thanks, thanks for educating me on all things Joker, Batman, and everything else. You are most welcome, my friend. Thank Lovely you. seeing you again. Uh, good to see you too, man. We've got to do this more often. Heck yeah. Yeah. No Couldn't ex- agree more. No excuses, really. Yeah, I only got fucking kids. Whatever. That's right. Fuck them. They'll, they can <laughs> learn out of. Raise themselves. <laughs> Harden up, you fucking pricks. <laughs> Thanks for the two people who have been listening. Thank you, Dad, for learning to use your garage. I'm sorry I ran in about the Joker. I, I can't help it. I was shattered about that. Batman Arkham Asylum because I wanted to get all the Riddler trophies and I couldn't find them. And I got really shitty and pissed off. In fact, I might have thrown an Xbox 360 controller somewhere at one point and it fucking shattered. And that pissed me off because they were about 70 bucks at the time. True. It's a rabbit hole I can't get out of. It's something I need to improve on in my life, but I haven't got any guidance. I need to learn more from the Batman. He had very good discipline. And next week, you little dark knights, we'll have some more retreat and more bullshit. But until then, <laughs> roll it, monkeys! Like Super Simon said, you can roll it, you fucking monkeys! <laughs>